Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Sign up with my bookie and use our promo code Gators to get your first ever deposit match dollar for dollar. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime. With my bookie. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shout outs, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to GatorsBreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. If you're watching live, coming at you really late, really, really late, a lot later than normal. So a little bit of Gators Breakdown after dark for you. On this very, very busy day, the day that Billy Napier arrives in Gainesville a week after he is hired at the University of Florida, finally makes his appearance in Gainesville, coaches his team in the Sun Belt Conference Championship game. Louisiana gets that win in his final game, makes his way to Gainesville the next day, and the Gators head coach can now start rolling in his role here. So what a heck of a day for him, his family, of course. You, you've seen it all over social media. If you follow Florida's social media, whirlwind of a day for our new head coach. Uh, coming in, first part of the day, landing at the airport, then gets to the stadium, greeted by hundreds of fans in their orange and blue and gator chomping. He's gator chomping, getting out of the uh, uh, out of the vehicle there. And it's so funny there because from the time he landed at the airport, uh, from uh, getting there to the stadium, everybody tagging pictures and everybody looking for the next, we got a commit photo. So if you're on Twitter, you kind of know that, uh, that stick we had uh, when Florida would get a commit. I'd post a picture of Dan Mullen uh, doing the gator chomp out of the plane and it really caught on, caught fire. I had a lot of fun with it. Everybody wants to keep it going. We'll, we'll keep it going for some, hopefully a lot more commitments in the, under Billy Napier. So, Everybody's sending me those photos. Thank you so much. <laughs> a lot of fun we had all day trying to find that next we got to commit photo. I got I got to figure out what I'm going to do with that. Am I going to go rotation? There's one if you're uh, if you see the artwork for this episode. I'm leaning towards this. So there we go. Yeah, a little bit a little bit of insight there for the next we got to commit photo. But yeah, good day there for uh, 
busy whirlwind day there for Billy Napier. Shout out to the fans for being there at the stadium. I know Florida you know, didn't put it out till yesterday uh, of what time to arrive to greet the new head coach and his family coming into the swamp. And uh, as I said, I had some friends there. I couldn't get down there quite that early, uh, knowing I had a lot of work to do <laughs> this evening. knew I'd be up really late uh, getting this episode out for you guys. So, uh, but you know, a few hundred pe- couple, few hundred people, I think, uh, is what he said, and uh, a pretty good uh, environment to see the for the new head coach to get introduced to the the, the Gator fan base there. So, and then uh, the whirlwind continued for Billy Napier team meeting, and then meeting with boosters uh, as well uh, before his press conference. But you know the team meeting, uh, I, I do have some sound. Uh, and you know some highlights from the uh, press conference. I'm limited to three minutes uh, from the university here, so I gotta pick and choose uh, what I want to share. But I can share all the quotes in the world, uh, of course. But on the team meeting, uh, Billy Napier did say this in the press conference: "Quote, you know, I think the important thing here is that they understand. I know they went through a tough time. That there's uncertainty. That they've been through a very difficult experience. There's nothing easy about this." They're young people. That makes it even more difficult. I wanted them to know that we're going to work hard for them and that I wanted them to know a little bit about me. I told them that I think that football is a game of people, strategy, competition. The most important part of the game is people, and that starts with the players. Everything that we do is going to be helping them, serving them, trying to help them improve as people, prioritizing their education, and helping them develop as football players chase their dreams and accomplish the things as individual players and certainly as a team. You can't win over the team in a 30-minute meeting. You're going to have to do it with consistency. You've got to be fair. You've got to earn their trust and respect over time. And that's what we plan to do. So good stuff there from building up here about meeting with the team uh, today. You know, trying to get I'll follow up. It's been a crazy whirlwind of a day for me as well. So trying to follow up, uh, you know, in the next couple of days with what the players thought, uh, initial thoughts there. And then we do have something for the Gator Collective coming up on Tuesday. Uh, it'll be a Twitter spaces there with Dewan Black and Zach Carter. Uh, so we'll get, you know, their insight. And Zach Carter won't be part of the team, but I'm sure he was in the team meeting. Uh, Dewan Black will be part so we'll the gator collective will get together on twitter spaces uh, on tuesday so we'll get the one blacks uh, opinion about his uh, first meeting there with uh, the new head coach billy napier so uh you know some of that stuff will probably filter out in the next couple of days as well but i know that's our first chance uh, my first chance i'll get to speak to a current player uh, about their first thoughts of the meeting all right so as i said met with boosters as well and we'll meet with current coaches sunday and monday to figure out who's going to be retained. I don't expect maybe anybody to be retained from the last staff. Uh, so Christian Robinson is about the only name I th- I'll throw out there that could be retained. I don't think anybody on offense will be retained uh, there. So, you know, we'll see. We'll get into the staff a bit too. That's some of what Billy Napier talked about uh, in the question that I asked uh, today about uh, his offensive philosophy a bit. But, you know, we did get some news as well of some current defensive staff members uh, that Billy Napier is going to be bringing to Gainesville uh, with him. So, all right, plenty, plenty to get into with the uh, press conference. But before we do, remember, you can find Gators Breakdown at news4jacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. That's where you'll find all the Gators Breakdown episodes, Gators coverage there, Jaguars coverage, uh, all of Jacksonville area sports coverage 
We have you covered there at news4jacks.com. Also, catch Gators Breakdown on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching live on YouTube, I know it's late. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. It really, really, really helps us out here on Gators Breakdown. All right, so I thought the press conference and just Billy Napier himself, genuine. Uh, I thought it was as about as genuine as it can be. Look, I know th- these press conferences are in a way a dog and pony show. It's hard to mess up an opening press conference. It's hard to mess up this first introduction you get to the BDN fans uh, out there. But I thought it was a, a, a calm, straightforward approach in that setting uh, in those Highlight videos Louisiana shared. We've seen him get intense there before games and walking around with his team uh, before you know warm ups during the game. He, he can get intense, but you know, but today in that setting that we got, it was a controlled approach. Uh, but it felt really genuine to me. Uh, I I like to consider myself you know that down south comfortable genuine feel. I got that from him. Uh, so I thought uh, I really liked that approach there from Billy Napier. Now, like I said, press conferences, these hard to mess up. If you're looking for to find something bad in that setting, then that's a reach. I mean, come on. It, 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 these are what they are. Um, it's a reach in an opening press conference uh, setting, but this is a, this is a chance to get to learn an opportunity to learn, learn, learn about him, learn about his approach. It all come down to wins and losses. We, we, we know that like it always does, but these opening press conferences are a chance, you know, for some introductions, a chance to get to know. Uh, so, you know, we can get excited here, be a fan here. I'm jumping on board with excitement. Uh, it was, you know, it, the the approach here today, I I just liked it. Uh, you know that down to earth feeling. That's the vibe I got there from Napier. Makes me feel right at home. <laughs> so uh, just really personal guy. Eats, sleeps, breathes football, and that's what I get from him. Get from him. A pure football coach that just wants to go out, recruit, coach football while making making these players into some really good people here in the process. So. Good opening press conference there uh, from Billy Napier in his first day in Gainesville. So, all right, let's get into some of the highlights here from Billy Napier and what he had to say at the press conference. And this first one here, you know, what kind of team, what kind of team are we going to see on the field when Billy Napier's on the sideline? What type of football team do we want to have here? You know, we're going to start with the things that we totally control. You know, our trademark will be our physicality. Uh, we'll be in great condition. We'll be known for how hard we play. We'll be disciplined, and we will eliminate careless play. Turnovers, penalties, mental errors. We're going to be sound, and we're going to attack in all three phases. We will attack by scheme. More importantly, we'll attack with a relentless mindset. We're going to be unique. We're going to be a tough three-day prep for the opponent. Simply put, we want to be a team that the other team dreads to play. We're going to have a very specific plan in recruiting and evaluating. And that will start with a major emphasis in this state. This is a talent acquisition business. We're going to work tirelessly in this area. 
tirelessly in that area. The area of recruiting that is music to our ears is exactly what we wanted to hear. Of course, it all comes down to what happens on the field, but what happens on the field starts by shopping for the groceries. Go get what you got to go get. So Billy Napier there, of course, does not shy away uh, from recruiting in that thought, but also, you know, just the type of the, the type of team he wants to build, a physical approach team going out there, putting your best foot forward. And of course, you know, th- these are what we expect to hear from, from opening press conferences. But the the lines there of, you know, a, a team that we want other teams to dread playing. They don't want to plan. For, to, to play the Gators. You know, they know they're going to be in for a hard-fault matchup. Uh, what did we hear? What did we hear from opposing coaches this past season? That team's not physical. That team is soft. They'll, they'll give up. If all goes according to plan, you're not going to hear that under Billy Napier. Now, of course, I mean, all this is just word. Just, I, I put that disclaimer out there. Yes, we know that. But let's relate it to everything we just went through. Uh, and why we have a brand new head coach, and you know, the approach needs to be different here. You know, Billy Napier puts it out there: uh, we we want to be that team. Other teams fears nobody. Nobody fears Florida right now. Nobody fears coming to the swamp and playing Florida. I mean, Florida did good things at home. Most of the issues were on the road, but teams aren't afraid to come here and play Florida. Florida's got to get that back. Florida's got to get get back to, you know, the other teams seem to fear Florida. That that used to be there. That used to be there. So, you know, Billy Napier coming out and putting out there. Here's the approach. Here's how we need to be viewed in other teams' eyes out there. You mentioned recruiting. Of course, lifeblood of college football. We talk about it plenty here on Gators Breakdown. And uh, he dove deeper into it as well talking about recruiting and let's go, you know, let's, let's start with there. Um, that's how he ended that last sound bite. So let's keep it going a bit. He goes, I think we've got to sign around 25 players a year. And I think that there's enough out there. I think the important part here is that we don't get, con- get consumed with the stars, four star, five star. I think this will be more about evaluation. We're going to go through a very thorough evaluation process. Now, before everybody gets up to arms, he talks about stars. They don't get consumed with the four-star and five-stars. Coaches say that. In these press conferences, and I'm not saying they go stargaze either. I'm not saying they go look at 24-7 and on three and rivals and sit there and say, all right, we've got to go get that five-star, that four-star. No, most of the time the evaluations just work out that way. <laughs> the four-star and five-stars, those recruiting services do, do a good job out there. Those, and those rankings matter. There's a reason those teams are competing for titles. So, yeah, coaches aren't going to go say we're going to get four-stars and five-stars. It just, it just happens to work out that way. <laughs> but no coach is going to go out there and say we got to go out there and get the four star and five stars. No, because it doesn't. You know that's not okay. You're going to end up with some three stars. You know you're not going to sit there and, and, and shun those guys at the same time. So don't get all up in arms about what he says. No coach is going to go out there and say I'm only going to go out there and get four star five stars. It just doesn't work that way. So um, now here's music to everybody's ears. Continuing that quote, we're going to hire an army of people here. I'll get into that later too, by the way. We're going to get a we're going to hire an army of people here. We're going to create an infrastructure not only in the personnel department, but also from an on-campus recruiting, creative media, name, image, and likeness. We're going to create 
we've got a great vision for the organization that we're going to create here. Kind of get into that a little bit later too about this, the infrastructure and what he needed, the buy-in to come to Florida. As I've said for weeks now, that buy-in's got to be from the top to the bottom. We'll get into more of that right there, but recruiting starts there. So he says, we're the University of Florida. We've got a lot to sell here, and I think the timing is right. I think that the administration's willingness to invest in our vision and this organization that we're going to create, if you combine that with the resources that they're providing to hire an exceptional staff, I think that the new facility is going to give us an advantage that maybe we haven't had here before. I think that our proximity to player is a direct advantage. So our ability to get these young men and their families on our campus, and then we do our job. And I love this next part. I'm sure a lot of you watch this, but you know some of the highlights here. If we can't sign 25 good players at the University of Florida, then you'll be looking for a new coach. He gets it. I mean, and it was pretty straight to the point. He knows they've got to go out there and get every year, year in and year out, 25 good players for the University of Florida. And if, it, and if you don't, it, the cycle starts again. Sadly, it'll it, it start again. But he gets it. And the, the play, getting the players is not going to be a problem under Billy Napier. I, I, it, it just won't be. As much as I'd love to damn Mullen hire in 2018, that question was always out there. That question's not out here for me this time. Now, the, the question is, you know, moving up from Sunbelt into the SEC and translating the you know, on-field portion of that, you know, that is a question. Of course that's a question. As I said, every candidate out there had questions for me. But this one particular, going from the last staff to this staff, that worry's not there for me. The buy-in from the university, the buy-in from Billy Napier about what it takes going in the right direction here. Uh, to, to continue the recruiting talk just a bit here before we keep on going, uh, on early signing day, he was asked about early signing day. He goes, um, I think that's what we're in the middle of doing right now. We put a lot of time and effort into that. I think our approach here, we're going to be very patient. I think I know everybody wants pedal to the metal here and to go 100 miles an hour, but I think it's the most important thing that we do. I think the people we get into the building, the staff, the players. So we're going to evaluate the situation a little bit this week over the next 10 days or so, but you can expect us to be very conservative, very patient, trying to position ourselves for post-signing day to evaluate all the players that are left over, all the players in the transfer portal. And then – when we do have our entire staff and organization put together, position ourselves on some really strong weekends in January and then try to close strong in February. But in reality, it's just like you're getting into the game and there's three minutes left in the fourth quarter. And I think the last thing we need to do here is make some mistakes. So we're probably, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't sign many at all, to be honest with you. But there may be a few out there that are willing to jump in here in the last minute. And I did like this part right here at the very end. He says, but let me say this about that. I think that for me, I think it's important in recruiting that both sides understand each other and have had time to build relationships, to have conversations, to know who's going to coach you, to fully understand what the plan is. So I think it goes both ways in that regard. I think it's an injustice to them and an injustice to us all to all of a sudden just hurry up and elope right here at the last second. We're going to be very patient, and I think we'll position ourselves 
for after this signing day is over, we'll go see what's left out there and do the best job we can do. So the, that's the plan coming up in, in a couple of weeks. And I've said, look, the, the best thing that can happen right now in the world of recruiting with early signing day coming up, look, it is going to be hard to build some relationships. Get some of those guys out there to delay their decisions. Get some of these guys out there that may are on the fence of early signing day, maybe committing in the next week or so. See if you can get them to hold off. See if you can get them to hold off till February. And as he says, those important weekends coming up in January and February, knock it out of the park right then. You got one recruiting weekend next weekend here in the game, here in the swamp, be his first one. You can make some moves there, you know, but it'll more than likely be January where the huge dividends will pay, pay for this class. Now, look, this class, as he said, may be small. They're, it sounds like they're going to be pretty picky here. Go back to 2018. Now, this is a little different, so don't – it's not apples to apples here. But go back to 2018, his first first year at Louisiana. That's also the first year of early signing day. They did not sign one recruit in their early signing portion. Not one. They took their time and then – Got the class in February. They did not sign one early signee. It was his, it was his plan. So I, he's going to sign some. I mean, the commits Florida has right now that want to early sign. You know, you put Nick Evers. You know, you, you're you're going to take him, of course. So it's not going to be the same plan here. And look, early signing day was brand new as well back in 2018. So you work that into the equation a little bit as well. But there is precedent there of how patient he will be and not just go full bore into this early signing period. And he, I think he brings up a good point. He still has to learn a lot of these players. He's over there in Louisiana, at Louisiana, not recruiting the same type of athlete that you're going to get at Florida. He does have to learn about these players that are currently committed or are targeting Florida. And you're not just going to – I mean, there are some kids out there who want to be just Gators, but he's going to have to – you know, say, okay, well, it doesn't matter. You had to be a good fit. There are some of those kids out there. But you got to be a fit. You're not going to be wasting scholarships on players, especially like he says with the transfer portal. That thing is mounting up day by day. Who knows is going to be the transfer portal coming up? So you're not just going to go throw a whole bunch of scholarships out there to early signees, early signing day candidates that this could just be a waste of scholarship. So there's a little bit of the you know how important recruiting is for Billy Napier, his little pro, his process so far, and then the process coming up in the next you know week and a half. Like what he had to say there, really like what he had to say there. But plenty, plenty more to get into from the press conference, the offensive approach, and we'll dive even more into Florida's willingness to invest. Florida's willingness to invest in getting better. Florida's willingness to invest in Billy Napier. A lot to get into as far as that goes. But before we do, everybody's trying to cash in on the next best crypto, but if you want a guaranteed way to double your money, then all you need to do is use promo code Gators at MyBookie. It's simple. Sign up at MyBookie.ag with promo code Gators and get your first ever deposit immediately doubled, all the way up to $1,000. How's that for a quick turnaround in your investment? 
NFL playoff race is heating up. College bowl season just got announced. It's around the corner. Double your firepower at my bookie to get in on the action on the most important games of the season. Build your own props, create multi-game parlays, and take part in a host of my bookie cash prize contest. This is the best time of the year to both watch and bet on sports because you know who the winners are by now. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit by using promo code Gators and keep your eyes peeled for more exclusive holiday promotions coming at you from my bookie. Bet on anything, anywhere, anytime at my bookie. All right. So I was lucky enough to uh, get to ask Billy Napier a couple questions uh, here. But the first one was look, everybody watched the Sunbelt Championship game. No, not everybody. I'm sorry. A lot of us watched the Sunbelt Championship game on Saturday. It was on this at the same time as the SEC Championship game. So I was going all over the place <laughs> for, for, for those two games. But yeah, we, we wanted to see what we were getting in Billy Napier a bit. And I thought this was pretty common knowledge, but it, I guess it wasn't. But you know, Billy Napier calls his own plays at Louisiana. Um, and a lot of people you know, are wondering, will that carry over to his time at Florida? Well, he answers that question. Yeah, I'll be calling the plays here. Um, you know, I think it uh, gives us an advantage, in my opinion. Um, you know, we've, we're one of the only teams in the entire country to have two offensive line coaches. Uh, we'll have an offensive line coach and an assistant offensive line coach. Uh, we will construct our staff on both sides of the ball and put a premium on the line of scrimmage. Uh, the offensive line, the defensive line, the edge players will be very important. Um, and certainly when you're coaching offensive line, you got to coach five players. Nobody's got one coach coaching five DBs. I don't know why you wouldn't have two guys coaching the offensive line. So I'll coach the quarterbacks with help from an offensive analyst um, and then call the plays, and then we'll have that advantage of having two offensive line coaches. Two offensive line coaches. Hmm. Probably need that right now, don't we? <laughs> and a far cry from uh, what we've seen recently at, at Florida. That's not really a new concept, but I don't think a lot of teams do it. But, you know, your interior offensive lineman, and as he said, your edge offensive lineman. So, little, you know, like you said, DBs, you got safeties and corners. Different, different styles of, of playing defensive back. It's different styles to play an offensive line. Interior, exterior. Center, guards, much different than your tackles. So there you go. And pretty neat approach there uh, for, for, from Billy Napier in a um, style of play that is physical uh, and starts up front. He talk, you heard him talk about the trenches there on both sides of the ball, of course. Uh, but this is uh, – you can tell the mentality uh, here. And I know a lot of people are going to want an offense that goes out there and throws the ball 40 times a game. It's not what you're going to get here. I mean, so if that's what you want, then you may not be sold on Billy Napier. But, you know, that's – it's going to be a tough, hard-nosed style of football, big plays built off of the run game. And I know a lot of people want that CEO type of head coach where they're not calling plays. That is not such a not, not a big deal to me at, at all. First of all, he's got to do what he's comfortable with. If he's comfortable calling plays, by all means, go out there and do it. Um, I don't think Billy Napier is going to be successful or not successful at the University of Florida because he's calling plays on the sidelines. Uh, that's not going to be his ultimate factor if he's if he's going to be successful here at the University of Florida. Uh, so you know, I think down the line, of course, it can change. You know, if he 
has an assistant with him that's for you know for a long time. Dan Mullen called plays for the longest time. Handed over the reins or to Brian Johnson with some really talented players uh, there for you know Trask and Pitts and Tony. You know, pre- I think pretty easy to hand off uh, at, at, at that point. And for somebody who had been with him for years, and I think you know if that same thing happens, Billy Napier has an assistant that's going to be with him for years. Feel comfortable in taking more of a CEO role and approach and not calling plays, but it's in his blood to call plays. It's what he wants to do uh, there. I don't think it's, you know, he's not automatically just going to be a better head coach because he decides he's not going to call plays and become the CEO uh, of the team. So eager to see what he brings to the table there as far as calling plays. And he did it at Arizona State, more of a passing attack. So it's there. And then Louisiana for four years, more of a power out of the spread offense. Likes to run the ball. He was asked about that on his style of play. Uh, Chris Harry uh, from FloridaGators.com asked him about that. And I read the same article that he read. Uh, and the question was, he goes, I think I read a story when you first got the job at Lafayette. was asked about your style of play. You said you were going to run the ball and we're going to stop throwing or we're not going to be here very long. So is that the baseline from where he's going to operate here? He got, and Coach Napier responded, you know, let's not give everybody our entire plan. He goes, we're going to play team football. We're going to play complementary football. I think our entire plan is built around working together as a team to position ourselves to win the game. And I certainly, uh, we all understand that in this league, and certainly to be a national championship contender, you got to be really strong on the line of scrimmage. I would like to think that rushing the ball and stopping the run has a significant effect on winning the game. I think our championship game was a great example of that. Talks about, you know, last night uh, or Saturday night, uh, Louisiana winning there. So he goes, if that makes sense. So there's no question that that would be a part of our identity, but I do think there's days where part of your team is going to struggle. You're not going to have a great day on offense. You're going to need to play really well on defense. Special teams fits in that category as well. Well, we know that, don't we? <laughs> so uh, so our team will be built to play complementary football, and certainly rushing the ball and stopping the run will be a big part of our formula. And so, look, I mean, everybody's in love with the you know, air raid, throwing the ball 40 times. I mean, if you've done any research, you knew that's what you, what you were not getting here. So if that's what you wanted and you don't like this hire because of that, then – Okay, I mean, at least you do, you know, at least you like it because or don't like it because of uh, of that reason. You feel the trend in college football is not that, but I don't think there is a a set certain way. That's what's, of course, the flavor right now. Um, but you know, it it it'll transfer the the other way. Go out there and build the line of scrimmages. I still think you can go out there and run and run up and down uh, the field. And, you know, we'll get a really good test of that. And, you know, Michigan in the college football playoff. Um, you know, we just saw what, how, how much quarterback play though it means in the SEC. You know, Georgia and that what we thought historic, epic, great defense in the SEC championship game. No match for a great quarterback <laughs> that, that uh, drops back and and can throw it all over you. So your know, quarterback play would be instrumental, but I really think you know it, it will start with I think being the physical presence, running the ball. But you give this man a quarterback, he's going to take advantage of that. Um, recruited both style of quarterback at Louisiana has both style of quarterbacks on the roster at Florida with Anthony Richardson. Hopefully, you know, there in 2022, 
out there and Carlos Del Rio, Jalen Kitna. He still got the communication with Nick Evers as well. So, you know, more arm talent guys. He'll adjust the offense. He's been in plenty of offenses where he has, dating back to his time in Alabama as an assistant. Offensive coordinator at Arizona where they did throw the ball more than what he showed at Louisiana. There's about a 60-40, so it's not like – we're not talking about like Army here, Georgia Southern here, of running the ball that many times. It's about a 60-40 approach. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Run the ball, hit the big plays. That's kind of what we were expecting from the Florida offense this past year anyway. Um, so get get you some talented quarterbacks that can just take advantage when they need to. Reduce the risk there. But, you know, we'll see. of course, not going to go out there and run the ball 50, 60 times a game. I think it would be a well-balanced offense here for Billy Napier. Been around the game too long. But definitely can tell. Physical approach is going to be there. So also, kind of extend this into what we did find out today about some of the possible staff. Before I get into the you know Florida's willingness to invest, me asking him about the question. You know, now saying two offensive linemen, he he will call the plays. We have learned from Football Scoop about some possible staff here for one Billy Napier. And it looks like he's looked like he'll be bringing some Louisiana assistance with him. Associates head coach and running backs coach Jabbar Jaluk, and defensive coordinator and outside linebacker coach Patrick Tony. Now we brought these names up before. Uh, I think late uh, on the Twitter Spaces last Friday brought these names up a good bit. And if you're Gators Breakdown Plus members, we talked about that uh, in an episode we had last week as well. So Tony is expected to be defensive coordinator or co-coordinator on Napier's Florida staff. According to the report, Jaluk will be an offensive assistant. Both have been with Napier all four seasons at Louisiana. Both guys known for their recruiting. Jaluk has deep, deep ties to the state of Louisiana. Hopefully he keeps that pipeline there while creating some of those same relationships here in the state of Florida. Tony is thought to be a big-time up-and-comer in the coaching world, defensive coordinator at Louisiana with a concentration, as we said, outside linebacker this year, but also safeties in his time there. It is unclear if he will be the sole defensive coordinator or a co-DC at Florida as well. So there's the latest on two staff members that look to be joining Napier here at Florida. And I know a lot of people are bringing – Louisiana staff with him, you know, come on. Well, come on. You've got to – there's got to be some familiarity. You're not going to bring a completely new staff. I know a lot of people roll their eyes at bringing Power 5 coordinators along. I mean, it's it's expected, and I have no issue with these moves whatsoever. You know, Duluth with a pretty good reputation in in recruiting. Both these guys pretty good reputation in recruiting. And you ask anybody about Tony, you can go start looking up. Go start Googling out there. A lot of praise uh, for for Patrick Tony out there as uh, the defensive coordinator. So we'll see what that means. Uh, I, I still think the plan is a co-DC. We'll see what happens with Doug Belk in the coming days. Um, see if he'll be part of the staff. And look, I think we'll get more word uh, of the staff in a in, in a couple of a few days um, when you look at it that way. But two right now that football scoop. 
is reporting will be on Billy Napier's first half at Florida. So just be on the lookout the next couple of days for uh, even more as the Gators hit the trail in recruiting as well. So, all right. Talked about this was the biggest thing I've talked about. And, hey, look, Billy Napier uh, thought that way as well when talking about Florida's willingness to invest. Florida has a lot of work to do to catch up to Alabama. Florida has a lot of work to do to catch up consistently with Georgia. Yeah, you beat them last year. We look at recent trends here. A team that just played in the SEC championship game representing the East almost every year since 2017 except last year. So we know Florida has some work to do. And we know Florida from the top down had to be willing to invest. Everybody needed to be on the same page for Florida to close that gap. See what Billy Napier had to say about that. And you've, t- you've said a couple different times that Florida ha- showed a willingness to invest. Can you elaborate on that and, and why that was important to you and what specifically you needed to see? Yeah, it's abs- it was, you know, it's absolutely the most important part uh, for me. Um, I think in, in today's era, in this college football dynamic uh, that we compete in, um, you know, it, it's truly an organization, right? We're talking about... Um, a very specific plan and all these different areas that affect your ability to compete. Uh, and in this league, um, you know, the proof's in the pudding, right? I think the two that played for the championship game last night are, you know, there's evidence um, relative to the way that they've created their organization. So uh, we're going to um, increase the manpower uh, if that makes sense, uh, we're going to create very specific plans in personnel, recruiting, um, development, nutrition, strength and conditioning, sports science, um, the training room, um, name, image, and likeness, you know, our journey program, which we're going to create from the ground up. Um, we've got a, a very specific plan here. Their willingness to create those resources and put the uh, – finances that need to be in place to do that, right? So that combined with the salary pool, um, you know, they were willing to do what what we wanted to do. Willing to do what we wanted to do. What have we been saying since Billy Napier was being looked at as Florida's head coach? I know a lot of people are already tired of hearing it, but and I saw J.R. Weeks put it right here in the YouTube chat. Scare money, don't make money. I'm not going to overuse that term. It's been out there a good bit, but hold the place here. Florida needed to hear it. Florida needed to abide by it. Billy Napier said today in the press conference that uh, off to the side that he's not going to live that quote down. So <laughs> probably not. There's going to be a whole lot of Gators breakdown shirts with that saying out there on it. But uh, yeah, scared money don't make money, of course. And I mean, look, we'll go even further into it. He was asked even more about it on the investment from the administration. And he goes, it was very simple. I think Scott and Scott Strickland, obviously he's been here. He's been observing what's going on. I think he's well aware of what's happening out there and what the University of Florida needed to do to be competitive. It was a little bit part of his plan to some degree. So you know the negotiations were very simple. And look, I said, everybody needed to be on the same page. Everybody needed to buy into this aspect or 
It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who the head coach at University of Florida is going to be. Yeah, you might get somebody who can do better, but you're never going to be at the Alabama level, the Georgia level, and everybody says, oh, you can't compare Florida to, to, to Alabama. You can't compare you know, Florida to Georgia and what they want to bring to the table. Now you can. Now you can. And that was the, the, that was the example. We as fans, we need to keep that type of pressure on. We need to keep that type of keep that type of pressure on for this to happen, and it's happening. So I love hearing that this is, you know, from Billy Napier saying this was a little bit part of Scott Strickland's plan to some degree, and that's why the negotiations were very simple. So continue that quote. So having been through these things a few times before, you know. To be honest with you, having been part of it in the past, being on the inside, knowing what it looks like, so they didn't flinch. And certainly I think when it's all said and done, we're going to put together a truly elite group of people here that will impact the players. And that leads me to my next part. So we were handed, and they're in, at the press conference, we were handed the contract. They made, they made um, copies of the contract for us, gave it to us, you guys have probably seen a little bit uh, those details that were out there, out there. But to end that part right there, put together a truly put together a truly elite group of people that will impact the players. So that begs the question: you know, the staff contract numbers. You heard Billy Napier bring it up, the financial side of it. And part of Napier's deal at Florida was to have access to a salary pool of $7.5 million annually for his 10 full-time assistants. How does that compare? Talk about comparing to Alabama, comparing to Georgia. Florida's pool right now, under Billy Napier, sets up at $7.5 million annually for those 10 full-time assistants. Alabama, 7.8, so just a hair behind. That was Alabama's 2021 numbers. The most recent I could find for Georgia was 2020. 7.2 million for Georgia. Little mush champs there now. So, you know, probably right around the same area. But Florida's access to their salary pool, 7.5. Alabama's was 7.8. Georgia's was 7.2 in 2020. So right there. Billy Napier knew what it takes. He knows what it takes. Money's part of it. Go out there and get the best assistance, the best staff that you can put together and go, go out there and get it done. So there's an example of that investment that he's talking about from the University of Florida to him. And look, there had to be, like he said, there, there was some negotiation. Now, he said negotiations were pretty simple. But there had to be both sides here agreeing to you know look through the look through the microscope and say, all right, this is where we gotta be. That's what we gotta do. So Florida salary pool, 7.5 million annually for 10 full-time assistants. Florida was 6.2 in 2020. Now Christian Robinson got a raise in 2021. But also, Brian Johnson was replaced by Garrick McGee. You know, so Florida's number probably didn't change all that much. Certainly not by a million, million point three dollars, <laughs> where it is right now. 
So the investment in that is there. The belief is there. I think that's another thing that comes from this investment. The belief is there that you have the right guy to take advantage of this, this investment. So there we go. There was some, there was, there was the highlights there from Billy Napier. A plan for building culture, plan for building talent. He in Florida, as you can see, leaving no stone unturned to get back to the top of the SEC. It'll take some time. He's learned from the best out there. He's learned as a head coach at a power, you know, at a, at a lower level. Now it sounds like he's ready to take all that learning and apply it to hopefully some sustained success at Florida. Said all the right things today. And I love what I hear about the buy-in. The buy-in from Scott Strickland, the administration, the boosters, the president, everybody at the University of Florida buying in to getting us back where we belong. Should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun. Increase that manpower. A plan at every level. You heard him say, every level, recruiting, strength and conditioning, nutrition. It doesn't matter. If you watch the press conference, it doesn't matter if you're the equipment manager. Everybody needs to be in a championship mindset. That is the end goal. And the goal is to get to the end. So, man, let's go. Ready to see what these next few weeks hold in recruiting. Don't judge too harshly on this first class. And I know that hopefully means a lot coming from Gators Breakdown. As much as we have always harped on recruiting, <laughs> maybe too much at times, but we've seen the, the end result of that. You know, but this first class, here we go. So, you know, we'll see, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Like it so far. Got to go out here and win some ball games, but I like the direction. What Billy Napier is going to be bringing to the University of Florida at every single level. The journey, he calls it. Should be a lot of fun to cover that journey. So, all right, plenty to get into. As I said, it, it's already Monday if uh, live. So everybody watching on YouTube right now, thank you so much. I know it's a lot later than it normally is. Um, had to go to Gainesville, had to cover the press conference, had to do some stuff for the TV station, had to have some family time, and then come here on Gators Breakdown. So uh, busy, busy day, but a fun day. Well, absolutely fun day getting to cover our brand new head coach for a day. I'm glad it looked like he had a little bit of fun with it as well. Um, him and his family uh, there. So a lot of lots to get into still with this Billy Napier hire. So we'll see where recruiting goes this week as um, as he gets to it, gets on the road for the first time as the Gators head coach. Keep up with me on Twitter for a lot of updates there. But Monday night, so in about what? What are we about? Yeah. About 20 hours or so, <laughs> Will Miles and I will be back here live on YouTube to talk Billy Napier's press conference, what we heard from what Will heard from Billy Napier, 
Twitter spaces to be Monday morning as well. So I got to get a little bit of sleep before that <laughs> in about eight hours or so. So, all right, everybody, a whole lot of fun, exciting time here in Gator Nation. Billy Napier, brand new head coach, finally got to hear from me talking about these Florida Gators. I'm the host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Got the girls out there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.